One of the most quoted verses about parenting is found in Proverbs 22.6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. A lot of you have asked me to do episodes on parenting, and today we're going to dive a little bit into parenting teens. Not all of you who listen in here have teens. Maybe you're just right in the thick of toddlerhood or having a brand new baby or in the middle there. Um, A lot of this can apply to all parenting, but today we are being a little bit specific about teens. And the beautiful thing is you will have a teen someday. (laughs) So you can take these things and hold them and hide them in your heart for later in the future. Um, Or maybe you even have a teen in your life like a nephew or a niece or someone else in your life that you're mentoring um, that this could apply to. So um, let's get into this conversation. I'm really excited about it. Um, Just an FYI, I'm all obviously a mom of teens right now. So I am learning and growing alongside you. These are things, tips and tricks I've learned for myself, but also learned from other mamas who've gone before me and have helped me walk through a lot of situations. So, and a lot of what I'm going to share, I am still growing and learning in. So just bear with me. I'm trying to pass on the the information, the wisdom that has been passed on to me into you. So let's get to this beautiful conversation. Hey, hey, beautiful women of God. Welcome to the Kingdom Daughters podcast. Do you want to be closer to God and be confident in your walk with Him? Do you wake up ready to crush the day by putting God first, only to feel overwhelmed and frustrated when you wake up late and skip over your alone time with God again? Hey, I'm Angela. I too was a busy mom trying to find time in the small windows of my day to spend with Jesus. I have felt overwhelmed with life and motherhood, just wishing I could be close to God, be confident in His love, and stop comparing my life to others around me. But my lack of consistency kept me from what I desired most. I finally decided to make time with Jesus a priority, and it was a game changer. I now understand His love for me, can hear His voice clearer, and have grown in my confidence as a mom, wife, and woman of God. In this podcast, you will hear chats about faith, family, and fun systems that will help you grow in consistency in your walk with the Lord. So tune out the chaos in the carpool lane or go ahead and start your workout and let's jump in. Hey, beautiful Kingdom Daughter. Welcome back to the Kingdom Daughters podcast. I'm Angela, your host. And as always, I hope you're having an amazingly awesome, fantabulous day. If you are new here, welcome, welcome. So glad you found your way here. I would love for you to go join the Facebook group and be a part of the community in there. You can go to thekingdomdaughters.com and at the top, there is a link for you to get into the Facebook group. There are a couple ways on there actually, but go check out the website, thekingdomdaughters.com. And if you've been here a while and you haven't joined the group, come join the group. All right. Alrighty, let's dive into a few things that I have learned that have helped me with raising teens. Um, just so you know, I actually love the season of life that I'm in. I love raising the boys at this age. I have a 16-year-old, almost 17, 14 and a half, and 12. Um, they're all boys, so I know that's a different dynamic. But when they were younger, 
there were just seasons where I just did not know who I was. You've heard me talking about this. I didn't know who I was. I felt totally exhausted all the time. I felt like I was just basically a maid, a cook, um, a chauffeur, all the crazy stuff, you know, um, a nurse, always like taking care of everybody. Um, and yeah, I just felt completely exhausted. But this season that I'm in, even though raising teens is hard in a different way, I just really enjoy it. And so just I want to say that because it is possible to enjoy teenagers. I think um, that it, it there's this misconception, you know, that goes around in our culture kind of like puts down youth a little bit sometimes um, that they're difficult and that they're hard to deal with and they're emotional and all these things. Um, but that is true. But that's also true for toddlers. And we give them like a lot of grace and Teens are also going through another set of kind of like a big boy, big girl, toddler stage where, you know, their their hormones are going all over the place. There's a lot of emotions that go on with just being a teenager, you know, just growing into new things and new spaces and trying to figure out the rest of your life as you pick classes and all of these things and take tests. There's a lot on their plate. Um, and so... I say, I just, I guess I say all this just to say it is possible to enjoy them. It is possible to have a relationship with them. It is possible to love the season that you're in. Um, and I say that on all stages. I, I encourage every mama out there, whatever stage of mo- motherhood you are in, it is possible to enjoy it. I did not implement for myself the growth tactics of being in my Bible enough and getting in the word and resting in him enough to enjoy them more because I did enjoy them a lot when they were younger, but I didn't enjoy them as much as I'm enjoying them now is what I'm saying because I was, I'm healthier now. I'm a healthier me. So it's easy to be the right mama and to enjoy the stage I'm in because I am choosing a healthier me, if that makes sense. So Ramble over. I'm so sorry. I just, it's possibles. It's possibles. Sorry, that doesn't make sense. It is possible, mama, to enjoy the season you're in. When you choose Jesus first and allow him to make the things happen in your life so that you can look at things differently. So anyway, that was kind of a rant. I apologize. Let's move on to the things I want to talk about. The first thing is we need to be better listeners. When it comes to teenagers, we need to listen. Okay. Two ears. You've heard me say this before. Two, we have two ears and one mouth. That means we should be listening twice as much as we're talking. But as parents, we feel like it's our need to tell them how to do things and how to do it. Well, guess what? We did that their whole life. When they're little, yes, you have to tell them don't run into the street. You have to tell them not to put their finger in a light socket. You have to, you know, all these crazy things that boys do. You have to tell them not to jump off the roof, all these things, okay? But when they're teenagers, this is a stage for them to learn how to become adults, okay? There is a stage for them, and they're trying to learn how to be independent of you, but also make good decisions at the same time and understand what that's like making the decisions on their own and having the consequences that come with it, right? So sometimes listening can be hard because if the communication is open, right, if you have open communication (laughs) with your kids, which we try to, 
um, then you might hear things you might not want to hear, right? You're going to be like, what, what happened? Where? And what did that kid say to you? Or what happened? You know, um, but you have to learn how to bite your tongue and let them speak. Let them share. Help them to walk through it by hearing them out and reassuring them that no matter what happened or happens, you will love them. Just like Jesus loves us, right? Just like Jesus loves us, even in our mess, even in our dysfunction, he still loves us through and through. Take that in. We need to have just as much patience with them and guidance and love and just hear them out because sometimes they just need to process what they've been through or what they've seen or what they've experienced. And if they feel like they have to hide things from you because they don't want to lecture or they don't want to be told what not to do or what they should have done better or whatever, um, then they're not going to have a place to process those things. So you got to let them process it out. Of course, there will be consequences for certain things. I don't want you to think that you should just let them tell you some crazy stuff and then let it go. Okay, of course there's consequences. That's obvious. But in these moments, in most of the moments, you need to learn to listen. Take the information in without trying to fix things or teach things or correct things. It's a muscle that us mamas need to build. Okay? Cuz you don't want them to think that you're not a safe place. They don't want you don't want them to think that if they come to you with certain things, you're going to shut them down and you're going to scold them or tell them what they did wrong, all these things cuz they already know. Right? If you have trained them up, if you've trained them up as the way that you Want them to be just like that scripture said, right? If you've trained up your child the way he should go, then they already know what they should do and the the decisions that were bad. They already know. They're just trying to process it and try to work it out. And that's where we want to be a safe place. And we don't need to give them a lecture, right? Um, And ultimately, we want them telling us the stuff instead of friends or worse, the parent of a friend because they feel safer with another parent. I've had that happen. It hurts and it's not fun. (laughs) And then I had to go and say, like, I'm sorry you don't feel safe with me on that and I would love for you to talk to me more, you know? Um, So learn to use two ears, one mouth. (laughs) Open the two ears, close the mouth. (laughs) And obviously... There is a space for them to ask you, like, well, what do you think? And there will get they get to that point. Like I'm telling you right now, the more I've learned to just listen and not give advice and not tell them what they should have done or how it should have been, and they just talk, 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 talk. At some point in the conversation, they're like, well, what do you think? And they leave space for me to talk. And it's crazy. You're like, wait, I'm allowed? <laughs> I can say what I want now? <laughs> and it's awesome, okay? And think about what it feels like when you – need to talk something out. And us women, we should understand this, right? We, there are times when we just need to vent stuff out, you know, and tell somebody something. And we don't really need guidance. We don't need help. We don't need someone to fix anything or to correct us, right? We just need to like let it all out. And then afterwards, we were able to process it and say, oh, that sounded really stupid. I don't know what I'm all worked up about. Or, oh, wow, I should have not said that. I need to go apologize to this person or whatever it is, right? We should understand this. How good does it feel when you tell a friend something and they're just listening, They're 
paying attention to you and they're listening intently and hearing what you're saying. It feels good. It feels so much more better, so much more better. I don't think that's a good sentence. I'm sorry. Um, for teenagers, or teenagers though, because they need that reassurance that you're a safe place. Okay, so number one, listen. Number two, lead by example. Be who you say you are. I know this can be hard, but don't say one thing and act another way. Don't take your kids to church and tell them to live a God-honoring life. If you're going to go home and start verbally abusing them or cursing up a storm around them or being inappropriate or watching inappropriate shows or overeating or controlling all situations or yelling and screaming at every little thing or just doing things that don't align with this Christian lifestyle that you're wanting them to live, right? And when I said verbally abusing, I also mean your husband. Like, are you speaking things to your husband that your kids are like, geez, she doesn't even honor our dad. Like, that needs to be, you know, we need to be better. We need to be better honoring our spouses, right? And that our kids see that, that there's honor on both sides. They need to see that. That's another chat for another time, so (laughs) on marriage. But anyways, you get the picture, right? This goes for all ages, but especially teens, because they are at a place where they are learning to choose what is right for them. You don't want them to think you're a hypocrite or think that it's okay to be a hypocrite. Let that one sink in. Now, as always, I always have a caveat. Don't get me wrong. You are not supposed to be perfect, right? You're not supposed to have it all together. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to make errors. We're human. That's the thing. The difference is between accidentally saying something inappropriate or getting angry in the heat of a moment, right? And the, and the difference of making that like a habit or those are habitual things that happen on the regular around your family. And so they're seeing two different people. They're seeing the church you and the house you. And they're like, what? That's not the same. That doesn't help them to be trained up and not in to follow God's path because they're like, that's those are contradictory. That's contradictory, right? You don't want to be that person who puts a mask on at church, pretends all things are great, and you're a good, God-fearing Christian woman, but then you get in the car and everything changes. It sends mixed signals, which is confusing, and God is not confusing. God is not a God of confusion. The enemy is the father of lies and confusion, and we don't want to partner with that lifestyle, right? Right. And again, Like I said at the beginning, this comes down to your relationship with God, putting that first, really trusting in him and allowing him to transform you on the daily so that you can be the best that he has created you to be, that you can be the mama that he has called you to be for these kids in this moment, just for this time. You can do that when you stay connected to the father, when you are constantly connected to him. And again, there is no shame if you feel like you failed in some of these areas. Believe me, there have been many times when I felt convicted about a show I was watching or how I had yelled at the kids, etc., etc., etc. Instead of running to Jesus and asking for forgiveness, I allowed shame and guilt to take over and sometimes even make excuses for my behavior. And that just makes things worse, right? But when I decided to make a change, to really grasp the goodness of God and all his love in my life, that is when I started to see real change, friend. That is when I started really seeing. 
And I took a very long look at my life and what I was doing and how I was responding and reacting and that I didn't want to raise my boys that way. You know, I didn't want to be someone who worshipped and led worship on a platform and then yelled at my kids at home. I didn't want them to see two different me's. I didn't want them to see that. And that brings me to my next point. We need to be honest. Show them that you can be vulnerable and let them into your struggles. Not obviously we don't want to let them into all the gory details of everything that's going on. It's crazy to me how many kids know the details and the gossip of their parents, friends, all these things like why do they know that information? They're not supposed to and they don't know how to process it and they're not ready for that yet. So don't give them all the details, but you can apologize when you hurt them or make mistakes. You can own up to your mistakes and your quote issues and show them that you're trying to be better. I think that that helps teenagers like respect more because they're like, okay, they're being authentic. They're being real. They're not putting on a show. She really is trying hard. She really is trying to be better. And I do see a change. And I will give her a little bit of grace because she's working and she's apologizing. Now, you can't just be like constantly doing the same thing over and over and just apologizing because they're like, now you're sorry means nothing, right? So you have to make the change. Be transformed in the power of the Lord, right? Let him transform you. But be honest. Allow them into some of those spaces so that they can see you're real. They can see that you're authentic and you're Love for the Lord and your heart for him and your heart for them. That's what it comes down to. Do you have a heart for them? Which brings me to my fourth point, okay? You really, we talk about identity on here and how important it is for us to know our identity in Christ, to be rooted and grounded in the love of God, right? How much more important is it for our kids to understand that? Because They're not naturally going to understand that, just like we aren't. They're definitely not because they're kids, unless they're told it, unless they're taught it. Reinforce who they are in Christ and who he has made them to be. Call out their talents and their gifts and the things you see. I started, um, I remember one of our pastor's wives told me this, like, Instead of saying, oh my gosh, my kid is so stubborn. It's like, no, this quality inside of them of tenacity is going to be a force for the kingdom of heaven someday. Yes, they're stubborn, but sooner or later, God's going to transform that stubbornness into tenacity and it's going to change the world. And he or she is going to make a difference. Right? Instead of speaking into the negative of what they do, call out the good things. Call out the God-given gifts that they have. Teenagers can be hard, right? They can push us to the edge. They can make us want to quit parenting. Not really for me, but I've heard that. It's hard. It's hard. They're, they're emotional grown-ups almost because <laughs> like, they look like grown-ups. They act like it most of the time, especially my oldest But he's still a kid. He's still growing. He's still learning. And I have to remember that. I have to put that into perspective, right? 
They can drive us crazy, but we need to, it's our job to reinforce who they are in Christ, to call out the good things, to tell them who they are, that they're loved, they're seen, they're known. All the things that we need, they need more than us because they're still growing and learning just like us. And it's our job to be able to pour that into them. They need to know they're loved and known and seen by God and us. That, that we see them, that we hear them, that we know them and see the things that God is raising up inside of them. And it's been awesome to see that in, in our parenting as we started making that shift, you know, telling our kids like my youngest is so social and he gets in trouble a lot not gonna lie at school he he gets in trouble quite a bit he's been like that since he was little um but what we try to say you know obviously we're not just letting him get in trouble and he never has any consequences for that but I don't want him to think that us being social is bad because there is something about a kid who can make friends with anyone and God's going to use that gift someday for him and we tell them that all the time God is going to use that gift. You have such an amazing gift of making friends and making people feel welcome and loved and like they're your best friend. Because kids say that all the time, kids that he doesn't even hang out with. Jericho's my best friend. Jericho's my best friend. (laughs) It's so cute. It's so cute. And so I just say this because call it out. Call it out. Use your voice to speak the life over your beautiful children. And remember, when you're speaking life, because I've encouraged you to speak the life over yourself, and you should be doing that as well. If you haven't started that already, call out your own gifts and declare that stuff over your own life. But also, don't let frustration or worry or anxiousness as a parent overtake the ability or the um, opportunity to use our voices to pour life into our kids and to reinforce who they are, to help them to understand who they are in Jesus and who they can be through God. Yes and amen. Okay, I went a little bit long, so I'm going to call it, call it quits for today. Hope and pray this was an encouragement and blessing and challenge to you, mamas. Again, most of this is for teen parents, but I really believe that you can apply this to all motherhood stages, right? We, our, their whole lives we want to be calling things out. So, all right. Um, yeah, I hope and pray you have an amazing rest of your day and rest of your week, and I We'll see you on Friday for Faith Bomb Friday. Remember, you are seen, you are known, you are loved by God, my friend. Believe God is who he says he is. Receive his amazingly awesome and powerful love and walk confidently as the beautiful daughter that you are today. Have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you later. Bye now. All right, friend, before you go, really quick, if you've been around for a while, and you've been loving the show and you've been listening constantly, first of all, I wanna say thank you so much. It means the world to me that you're here and I just pray that you are continually challenged and blessed by this. But could you do me a favor? Could you go and leave a rating and review? I would love to hear feedback from you. This is one of the only ways I can know that what I'm sharing is actually resonating with you. And it also helps to get the message out there to other beautiful women just like yourself. 
So if you go to Apple Podcasts, I would love for you to leave a rating and review. That would be amazing. All right, that is all. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you next time. Bye now.